Previously on Baltimore County Favor Podcast. I worked on campus at my school. I was a barista, so I was making like, I was serving Starbucks coffee and we had food too. I used to work with this dude named Damien and he is like Philly to the death. This nigga turned to me and said, yo, Mel, pass me the joint right there because the joint one get this and the joint said this and I don't, I don't even know where that joint at because I don't even know what the joint doing. Like, the fuck you doing? Pass me the joint, Mel. I was like, what? Did you just say? And so the girl I work with Shakina was like, girl, he said pass him that because the joint right here want to eat. Like, give it to him. <laughs> I was like, you could have just said that. Why like, you ain't saying that? What? <laughs> he was dead. He was dead at you. His face was serious. I was like, why would you say that? Yo, Mel, you not from here? I was like, no. I'm not <laughs> no, I'm not, actually. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, well, you look like a Philly girl. I was like, whatever. Like, <laughs> and Welcome back to another installment of Baltimore County Fever Podcast. What up, though? You heard I said pod, right? <laughs> podcast. Uh, this is episode 156. And we have... Uh, shit. Let me, let me make sure I got all my shit right. All right. We got Cousin Al back in the motherfucking building. Let's go. What up, though? And not only that... In studio, my girlfriend, shit vegans eat. It's back in the motherfucking building. <laughs> what up, though? What's up, though? <laughs> What's up, though? Okay. That's, okay. That's, not- <laughs> okay. That's his shit. <laughs> no, no, no. Mm-mm. What's up, though? Mm. Hi. <laughs> Hi. I'll take that. Hello. <laughs> we'll get back to you. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. She the feds. Hi, hi guys. You finna get popped when you <laughs> watching the videos. <laughs> the material. Tracking your location. <laughs> uh, we got another one. What an idiot. <laughs> Aline, what's up, man? Chilling. It's been a while. You yes. know, pre pre my COVID or our COVID situation. Yeah. <laughs> you told you you got me sick. Oh, they didn't tell me. Wow. Oh, let me tell you that part. Yeah, that nigga gave me COVID. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it's like like it's a it's cooties, yeah, right? <laughs> Might as well because it's like now if you tell people you yeah, I just you know, I just got out of quarantine. I had COVID. It's like ew, don't come near me. Ew. Right? Oh fuck it. <laughs> yeah, pre-COVID was <laughs> the last episode we had. What's up? Chilling. I see you, you know, put out another episode. I think that was the 18th. You put one out, Tumblr. I, I, yeah, and I just did one today. I did another one today. Ah, for, I like uh, that. The shitty history that we've learned about Thanksgiving Oof. and uh, Black Friday and how shitty that is. Uh, what do you mean with Black Friday? Just the fact that people will fight over a fucking TV. Facts. I just bought a TV. I didn't tell her. I bought a 65 inch. He purposely didn't tell me beforehand because yeah. he knew I would have been like, what the fuck do you need a 65-inch TV for right now? But okay. Right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, all right, so I used to work at I used to work at Models, right? And the manager, he was coming through and he was putting sale papers up. And it was the same price as the regular price. Mm-hmm. But it was just the paper was a different color and it said sale. That's what they do. And I was like, Yo, that's the same price. He said, "Yeah, the customers don't know that." That's what they do. <laughs> or they like, put a ninety-eight or ninety-nine. Yeah, 
<laughs> take a dollar or two off. That's what that's all they doing. Yeah. And then they they raise the price and then it'll give you like twenty five percent off or something. Yep. I was like, nigga, that was the original price. And if you're sleeping <laughs> in the parking lot, getting robbed. Oh man, silly so, shit. I hate Black Friday. Yeah, I remember I scuffed one of my 14s at a Walmart in Glen Burnie on Black Friday. She was rumbling? That was your, no, I was that trying was your to, mistake right I was, there. I was trying to get around the motherfucker with the cart. Uh, Scraped it right on the side. They became work shoes rather fast. Uh, I saw something uh, recently that said Valentine's Day is actually the best day to buy like TVs. I don't know if it was electronics in general or TVs. But wow. something about, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like, it has something to do with like. Women. You want to broadcast your porn? No. <laughs> for Valentine's Day. I mean, like price point wise. You know that makes like a the, lot of sense, bro. <laughs> That's like amateur porn. You bro, can there, there is no correlation between what the fuck you're. No, <laughs> that connection doesn't exist that you're trying to create. All I'm saying is you can Bluetooth your phone. It might have something to do with maybe like their um, their their year. Like they're not on a a, a annual calendar in terms of like their. Oh my gosh, what's it called? I'm going with the porn idea. Alright. I'm for sure thinking. We can, you ever worked in retail? Uh old navy. But I you also ever did inventory? I did inventory. So it could be the <laughs> end of their fiscal year. That's what I meant. Okay. I thinking about fiscal year. It I don't know if it has something to do with that. Maybe that's that's huh? when I worked at Old Navy, I wore American Eagle and the lady pulled me aside like you can't do that. <laughs> I was like it's definitely not allowed. Oh, like, I don't give a fuck. They was paid. They was you can giving only me nine camp, hours, bro. Banana Republic and Old Navy in that bitch. That's like going to Safeway wearing a giant <laughs> uniform. Yo, like, you know what? That's not totally true because they share the same union. Okay, <laughs> okay I, I almost went to LA Fitness wearing a Planet Fitness shirt before. Can't do that. I'm working out. That's not wild to you. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm sweating in this motherfucker. Not wild to me. Loyalty go a long way, huh? It <laughs> is trash, but it was it was affordable at the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that ten dollar, twenty dollar black cord came in handy. So, th- speaking of that, how how is it getting back in the actual gym? It was cool. Uh huh. Um, be it, well, I would always go like mid morning. It'd be you know, wouldn't be a lot of people in there. But then ever since last week, they was like, we can only have 380 people, 50% of capacity. That's 50%? That shit holds 700 plus people? Uh, It's a big gym. It's a huge gym. Nick, what is it, a mall? Just about. It's huge. What gym is this? Um, Ghost Gym in Glen Burnie. Uh, It's it's set on the side of the mall, though. It's set on the side of uh, Marley Station. No, no, no. Not not that one. Not that one? Uh, Uh, The one down by the Denny's. If you're going toward Brooklyn. Oh, but. Past the MVA? Yeah. And then. Oh, the opposite way, like David's Bridal and all that. Yeah, yeah, Okay. That's wild. It's huge. But um, now um, I've been been home the past week because moms are starting to bug out. Mm-hmm. Numbers are going up, so I was like, "All right, let me just chill." Let me- yeah, yeah, I got hit with that too. We'll talk about that off air. Bumble, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, all right, nigga. <laughs> Stay home. But, but, I got good news for you, though. We'll talk about that off air too. Uh, <laughs> yo, so um, a lot has happened uh since the last time we were here uh together uh. Let's talk about these versus battles. 
Um, yes. Okay. All yes. right. Did you see the Gucci and Jeezy? I did not on purpose. What do you mean? All right. So number one, all right, I'm about to go off on a tangent. Nah, fuck that. Go off. <laughs> I I hate the verses. Okay. Only because it always pits somebody against somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. It was cool when we were stuck in a house and folks were doing it for entertainment. Right? Before the partnership came. You're right. Yeah. But now people are doing it on purpose. Yeah. So. The, and then T.I. with the whole Busta Rhymes, that bullshit. And then it was T.I. and Jeezy. All right, cool. Mm. And then they was like, yeah, T.I., I mean, uh, Jeezy and Gucci. I was like, that's a bad idea. <laughs> I know, right? I was going to let it go, but when <laughs> I replayed it in my mind, I'm like, T.I. is wild and funny. It was coming out. Niggas chose violence. <laughs> right. And I'm like, yo, they already don't like each other. I don't care how much money they got. Somebody got killed over their bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, Gucci got up there, whatever he was saying, whatever song he was saying, talking mad shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, nothing positive could come out of this. Mm-hmm. So I did not watch that one on purpose. You know what, though? It almost feels like all of that was staged. Because at the oh, end of it, yeah. they did So Icy together and then went to Compound together. Mm-hmm. I, I, like the I, whole- thought, I thought the shit was weird. I don't mean to cut you off. I thought the shit was weird because that flyer for Compound came out. Way before the verses. That's what I'm saying. It was staged, bruh. They mm-hmm. knew it would bring in all the viewers because everybody is well aware that they don't like each other. Mm-hmm. It pro- it probably was planned, pre-planned that Gucci would play the truth, talk all that shit about mm-hmm. the boy that got killed, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden at the end, now they, you know, everything is squashed. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like that, too. Um, there was a lot of songs that both of them didn't play. Like Gucci didn't play Freaky Girl. That was random. Weird. Like that's his one of his hits. Nigga played Wake Up in the Sky though. Nigga. <laughs> nigga play Nigga played Bruno Mars in a hip hop battle. With Jeezy. <laughs> like, <laughs> nigga. Well, do you know who you battling? Like, what the fuck? But speaking of verses, um, we are trying to find a proper opponent for Pharrell. And who did you say, Lauren? I didn't say it. I saw a tweet. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I say it. I'm not going to take the credit. There was a tweet that requested of Missy and Pharrell versus. Missy? No. It'd have to be. Wait a minute. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because she produces, mm-hmm. she raps, and mm-hmm. she sings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a perfect battle. I would like battle. that. That's a perfect battle. But here's my here's my issue with the verses. And I've said this over and over. Hip hop culture and rap music is the only culture that is constantly in comparison with each other. You don't hear uh Maroon Five going up against I don't know who the fuck. It, All out boys. Yeah, there we go. What? The, I, I, don't I don't know. Like, they would be equivalent, but <laughs> Who the fuck thinks of Fall Out oh. Boys? <laughs> you don't fuck with Fall Out Boys? <laughs> That's enough. That's the first group you thought of when he said Maroon 5? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yo, I'm missing it. I'm missing it. What? Never it's, mind. Go ahead. Finish. Never mind. It's, it's just like, I just don't Yo, like fuck you, yo. What the yeah, fuck I was just, that about? I, I, <laughs> I, but, but think about it. Because remember when we were younger and the first thing that popped in my mind was like, uh, how they always used to put uh, 
like in sync and Backstreet Boys against mm-hmm. each other. Not necessarily in an actual right matchup. Or like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. Like I feel like it exists, but it's not it White people don't harp on it. There we go. <laughs> there we, go. Yeah. we we make it we make it about we support the shit. Yeah, we, we support like the you. Feud. You see, yeah, exactly. It's like, nah, he better than him. He ain't got shit on him. Right. He make better records. He got more money. He sold more records than him. It's like, right. bro, come on, bro. White people don't care nothing about that they shit, but the music. Exactly. That's <laughs> all they care about. We the only ones who are constantly who's better, Jordan or LeBron, who's mm-hmm. better, Kobe or you know Shaq and this. You know the the Jordan Five versus the Jordan Eleven. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying we the only ones who keep constantly. Beating that horse Cause that's how we bond you, uh, You're right <laughs> You know what I was thinking though You know how people say Take it a step further You know how people say um, Like Beyonce said The black Bill Gates Right It's like Why do I Why is it a black version of him Why isn't it just Whoever that black man is Because we want acceptance That's And that, that's why I was going with it It's like It stems to It stems from something even deeper Right Like us putting Artists together Yeah It goes from that Like acceptance from Mainstream Whatever you want to call it From everything I mean that's why That's why black people Ran out to the suburbs Chasing the white people In white flight You mm-hmm. wanted acceptance Oh you live in the suburbs You live in a county mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying Like Living living here This is Alright so the area around here Is technically called Gwen Oak But this little section this this little oh wow, this little section is called Pikesville, right? Mm-hmm. Two different zip codes. So, wow. Pikesville is two one two eight. This is two one two zero seven. I used to have to tell people when I worked in Detroit, like I used to work the flights coming to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. They see my oh you, oh you live in Baltimore yeah oh where do you live? One time I said oh I live in Gwen Oak to a white person and they was like you live there? Wow yeah. But then, like I said, oh, I live in Pikesville. It's like, oh. Yeah. And Sounds then, more your speed. Right. <laughs> and then telling people, oh, you know, oh, yeah, I live in Pikesville 21207. How, how do you live there? Telling that to white people. isn't that, That's the wrong zip code. Mm. Because, you know, it's it's acceptance. Mm-hmm. Ne- ne- never mind the fact that this is just a quiet-ass neighborhood. Right. right. And the house came up. Oh, shit. Got the house. All How'd right, you cool. pull that off, buddy? Right. You know what I'm saying? So we so we always and Bucko. that's and, and that's the thing about Detroit and the whole eight mile thing and um eight mile is like a it was a dividing line. Mm-hmm. Black people didn't cross eight mile mm. until the eighties. Once black people started crossing eight mile, you had money. As the white people went further and further, nine mile, ten mile, eleven mile, twelve mile. Those exist? Yeah. Mm. Um I never heard of them. I, yeah, respect, yeah, that, and, respect. I've also never been to Detroit. Right. I, mean, I don't know anybody. But from but then that's what gentrification did. You do now because now everybody's right. running out. The white people running out. Black people chasing them. And then white folks is like, oop, that them neighborhoods is empty. Let's go get them. Mm. And so you get like, you know, what I'm saying like like whenever I drive through Philly, I take 95. That mm-hmm. whole area across the waterfront. Mm-mm. That that shit, I'm looking like, yo, mm. what the fuck is all these buildings going up? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, that that whole area, like I found myself one day on <laughs> Lee Lehigh and Kensington. Who? <laughs> fuck, were you doing? <laughs> zombie land. Zombie. Ooh. That's that's up in Zombie Land. 
and I'm coming down and I'm looking at all this shit. Is crazy. And then I'm seeing like the new buildings going up. And yes. I'm like, this shit yes. is weird. This is a clash of worlds. It's it's rid- my one of the girls that does my hair live uh her shop is in Kensington. Yeah. And it's like I'm passing by niggas who are slumped over in the middle of the street in a new condo. Yep. At the same time. Yep. How? But I don't know if you heard, but they've actually moved a lot of, I call them zombies. I, I probably shouldn't, but it's, I mean, that's what they resemble. They've moved a lot of them downtown mm-hmm. off like uh, Ben Franklin Parkway. Mm-hmm. And so now them people that live down there, they having a fucking heart attack. But they've, they're literally pushing them out of those areas so mm-hmm. they can build them up. And that's the thing about The Wire. Remember that one season where he made Hamster Dam. Yeah, mm-hmm. push all the drugs to one yep. area. Mm-hmm. Yep, they gonna do what they gonna do, Shit and let's just sick. fix everything. And you know what I'm saying? It's it's a reality. Shit is uh, sick. It's a control yeah. environment, though. Yeah, and I could do whatever the fuck I need to get done for the rest of the city. Yep. So sick. speaking yeah. speaking of drugs, let's uh I, what so okay. speaking of drugs? Yeah. Whoa. But no, you'll see where I'm going with this. And I, you know, I I kind of uh left this for Aline. I kept on putting it on my um my podcast. To um, Oregon Yes Okay So um, Cause you had an interesting topic on I'm sorry Lauren I'll, I'll get back to my mic in a minute um, But Oregon becomes The first state to decriminalize Hard drugs Like heroin Cocaine Meth In the 59-41 vote 59-41 vote What are your thoughts on that? Um, Va- Vancouver Did something like that Years ago um, they they pretty much legalized drugs, um, hard drugs. hard drugs, and but it was um like like they did something like they had a, a controlled needle exchange, um which helps with controlling like you know um, STDs and stuff you know and everything that happens with with sharing needles, um it it. I don't see a problem with it because they out there. Heroin, cocaine, meth, it's out there. It, it It's almost like the crack cocaine laws. You know what I'm saying? People were already going to jail for crack and cocaine and stuff. So it's there. People are going to do it. Um, the legal aspects are going to change. So you might as well just go with the flow. If you can't beat them, join them kind of thing. Okay, so let me. So they decriminalized possession, uh, not distribution, right? Because that's two different things. Like if you, if you, you know, it's almost like marijuana. You can you can have it, and you can smoke it, or consume it, but you better not be transporting it. But then it's like, okay, how do you get it? Right, and so I'm saying that to say, well, to clarify, right? Like it's the. It's the actual okay. So this news article says, um, "It's for a drug, the Drug Addiction Treatment and Recovery Act will transition Oregon's drug policy from a punitive, criminal approach to humane, cost-effective health approach. People suffering from addiction, so it's possession and use. It's not uh, like distribution. Yeah, yeah. I, so you would go to jail for distribution. Yeah, you can't go through cru- cruising through Oregon with ten bricks. Yeah, <laughs> if, but if you're found to be high, got this of, cocaine." Like, Got sure. this cocaine for sale. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? 
I I under, I do understand it. I agree. I, I personally think drug addiction is a mental health issue versus yep. yeah. a criminal issue. However, in comparison to how the crack era was handled, right? It's like they brought the crack to the black neighborhoods. They brought the shit there. Got all these people hooked. Locked them up. Whereas now it's like, oh, you're addicted to meth. Let me help you. Out. Let me help you out. Right. <laughs> same same thing with weed. You got people who yeah. have gone to jail five, ten, fifteen years yep. for selling weed, and then all of a sudden they decriminalize it, and then they don't want to change the laws retroactively. Shit's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it, it's it's once once drugs flooded, like I, I it bugs the shit out of me. Harford County, like. You know what I'm saying? I, I watched a documentary where the cops from Harford County were coming into Baltimore City, arresting drug dealers and charging them with murder for people that were taking um, heroin with fentanyl out there in Harford County. And they were dying. They were coming into the city, picking up the drug dealers and charging them with murder out there in Harford County. How do they even have jurisdiction? In, yes. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Right. How, how could they even do that? Exactly. Exactly. And I'm sitting, like, I watched this documentary, this task force. They they suited up, got in the van, drove into the city, found a guy, boom, 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 knocked him, dropped, and took him back out there. Make it make sense. Right. And, and you know, it's it, it, it goes back to the, you know, have, like how you see these court cases of judges that, that tell um, white people that have been convicted oh well i'm going to lessen your sentence because i think jail will be too harsh for you or it's going to mess up your future mm-hmm. shit like that and it's like bro this dude he was he was raping a woman he he killed somebody mm. you're gonna give him a slap on the wrist and show no remorse right. meaning there's a good chance he'll do that shit again and that's white privilege and people don't want to accept that it's the little nuances with mm-hmm. the drug laws the you know the main thing to me is the drug laws you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, not to mention how, um, uh, it's especially with the weed, how it's become such a thriving business. Like you can just go online. Well, you can get the card, then you can go online and shop like groceries mm-hmm. to to get weed. Meanwhile, it's people doing ten to twenty years in jail behind doing the same thing. Like they know different than being a. a they're entrepreneurs just like anybody else. Do you feel me? And even with the legalizing of marijuana, um, black business owners who want to get into the cannabis business Ooh. are being squeezed out or can't even get in. Mm-hmm. They're like a 1%. It, it's a, it might even less be less than, than that. I think. Sorry. Um, I think um, it was Steven Jackson was on something and he was talking about how it's less than 1%. I want to say it was Breakfast Club. He says. He said uh, it's 1% for minorities and less than 1% for blacks. Mm-hmm. It's crazy as hell. And and it's like, and okay. We could definitely sell better than anybody else. We've been <laughs> selling this shit forever. <laughs> like, you know, the crazy part is I noticed this when I was in Detroit. So, like I say, 8 Mile is the, defi- is the dividing line between the city and the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's literally like, it's it's like, it's just a major, very major street. The weed shops were all set up along 8 Mile, Mm. right, on the Detroit side. Mm. 
not I'm from Six Mile, so not from not on Seven Mile, not on Six Mile, because you got to go a little further into the city. Mm-hmm. But if you were white, you can go right across the city line, get your weed, boom, 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 and then you back out to the burbs. That and nuts. a lot of those, a lot of those places were owned by white business owners, mm-hmm. um, Chaldean business owners, um, Arab business owners. Mm. You saw very few black people Blacks. owning cannabis businesses. And it's, it's natural. Like it's grass. We're not talking about chemicals being mixed in somebody's trailer. Right. Right. <laughs> like, so did you just, did you just breaking bad reference? <laughs> Like it's it's a natural, it's a medicinal herb. Well, cocaine is a a, a leaf too, so it's. But it's but but <laughs> it's also processed <laughs> to get to the powder form that we know. Right? I mean, like, so is weed. there's some shit that goes on down. There. I mean, weed kind of has a, you know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> but for the most part, I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, overall, I feel like all drug addiction is a mental health issue, right? Wholeheartedly. Number one. Number two, um, you decriminalizing. All right, that's cool. Apply the law fairly. Right. That's all. Which they won't. Yeah, of course not. And that comes from having, you know, black judges in place, um, you know what I'm saying? And black judges in the appeals. Mm-hmm. But then how do you get black judges? Black lawyers. Yes. And then a lot of black lawyers were once cops. So we damn sure don't like the cops. So we can't become the lawyers. So we can't become the judges. So we can't affect policy yeah. down the line. Then it's also like local. I mean, it's like voting for local government. Most people don't do that. Right. Most A lot of, in my own experience... Just from like friends and family, they don't vote in local elections. It's right. literally just you know general, pres- primary and general presidential election. It's like the biggest really ain't gonna do nothing for you. And that and that's <laughs> what we talked about is is when I went and voted. There was a there was a young lady. She didn't. She asked one one of the people in there, well, who who do I vote for? She knew the president, Damn. but she didn't know about the bond issues. She didn't know about you know, and these things affect your taxes. Yeah, and. But at the same time, you can't, I, I don't fault anybody because at 24, 25, I, I didn't know what the bond issue, I didn't give a shit about none of that. I just voted for president. Yeah, but at some point, it's like you got to educate yourself, right? Like you don't learn this shit in school. Right. We don't. I didn't learn that I need to, you know, vote for local government in school. I learned about local government, but the emphasis on voting for them and, uh, you know, their effects on like me specifically weren't taught but at some age it's like all right i need to do my own research so Mm. like to a certain extent yeah but also you came into a voting booth and literally (laughs) just thought you was only voting for president yeah it's sad for real for real like i saw this thing that said in seattle um you know they they had a big a big issue over the summer you know with the whole um black black lives matter thing and and you know, Seattle was a hot spot for, you know, quote unquote <clears throat> uprising. Um every single Democratic um person in the Seattle City uh council members, they all voted to support the police funding. 
against everything that they said over the summer about how they were going to support the people. So if you're in Seattle, you know what I'm saying, you got to do your due diligence mm-hmm. to see who these people are the next time they come up for election. But well, what did you vote for? Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think that's why, you know, it's it's frustrating because you, you literally have the entire knowledge of damn near everything right here. Anything you want to know. Yeah. How, how am I in Baltimore and I know that shit in Seattle? Right. It's because I looked it up. But it's easy to get on there and keep sharing Gucci talking shit to Jeezy, keep sharing fight videos, keep sharing twerking videos, which, I mean, I'm not knocking. That's, I mean. Oh, I'm going to share those. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I mean, you know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. But. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You Twitter had, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. (laughs) (laughs) You be sharing them shit. Next. I don't be sharing them. I make it. Okay, yeah. That's what? Say it again. You be sharing them with me, but I be like, how you find this? Okay. You want the mic. (laughs) Now, I was going to say, Twitter has this feature now where it's like, if there's like a news article in a tweet, and typically, you know, the headline is some, you know, overdramatic statement of what the article is really about. Before you retweet it, they'll ask you if you want to read it first. <laughs> it does. Now nah, they really need to do that shit on Facebook because niggas be sharing shit from 2010 talking about. Oh, that's wild, man! I told y'all, like, <laughs> bitch, we're ten years removed. That shit that got a cure and all that. Fuck out of here. Oh. I love that though. Like, I read something. Damn, I can't remember what it was about. And the headline made it seem like it was wild. And I was about to retweet it and be like, oh, fuck out of here. And then it's just it, Do you want to read The article first I was like That's probably smart <laughs> Like with you and Jill Scott Oh we gotta hear this one I feel like First off That wasn't just me <laughs> Did you Okay Did you see the video okay. I mean the picture There was a picture Floating around Of one Of Malaysia Pargo Yes I've seen it Of course I've seen it And somebody Somebody on Twitter Retweeted it. It was like Jill Scott, her eyes. As I, I was also not sober. Let's <laughs> just say that. I said, "Oh shit, Jill looks amazing," and I retweeted it. And it wasn't. <laughs> I get on Instagram and I'm like, "Oh, she done made the shade. <laughs> she done made the shade, bro." Wait, that's not Jill. But it looked just. I wasn't the only one. No, it didn't look nothing like her. Are you serious? It didn't look tripping. It, it looked just like Jill, bro. No, it, she wasn't thick enough. It was what she was wearing and the the pose she was in. It made her look thicker than what she actually is, Malaysia. It did. Nah, mm. it wasn't like full on one for one Jill Scott body shape, but like as in just scrolling. I looked at the face. I looked what she had on. I said, oh, Jill looks cute. Yes. Retweet. Kept it fucking moving. Maybe it's because I look at way too much. Uh, I'm also not staring at pictures the way y'all do. For the same reason. Allegedly. Mm, mm-hmm. You should have said not me. Not not me. Nope. <laughs> you, you think that's me. That's not me. It's not me. What I was saying was... All right, so I got some more topics for you, Aline. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> and uh, I, I, like I said, I keep on, I kept on pushing them back, like I was telling Lauren. 
Hey, Lauren. Like I was telling Lauren, like I can't do this. I gotta make sure Aleem's on the on the episode. <laughs> we getting there now. We are getting there. Oh, <laughs> but anyway, um, all right. Serious note: Chris Rock was on a podcast, and um, he touched on not liking civil rights movies, um, and also talked about how his mother had to get her teeth taken out at the vet. I did not know that, and I know you are very familiar with African American history and history in general. So, can you really touch on? Just two. It's really a two part. The civil rights movies. How do you feel about them? Are they accurate, or how do you feel when it comes to the accuracy of how everything happened and the uh, black people getting their teeth taken out in, at the veterinarian? Um. Well, I kind of feel what he was saying. Like I don't watch slave movies. You know what I'm saying? Slave. I I don't watch slave narratives because it's been. That is something that um, slave movies and so okay, so <clears throat> I get what he's saying. Slave movies and civil rights movies, those are for white people. We know, well, most of us know our history. You know what I'm saying? Like mo- most of us, some of us. The general, the general. Tell them what happened at work. Me? Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Side note, real quick. I was, this is my last job, actually, I left that, not that job. I was doing, um, it was for a health, it was for a pharmacy company, actually. And we were doing our annual compliance training, I think. And they give you training on, like, health, um, health equity, health inequities and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Try to be sensitive, culturally sensitive, whatever. And it said, like, um, you know, a lot of the disparities stem from the past, as far back as slavery, and I'm clicking through whatever, reading the shit, and the shit had like a timeline for different eras, like civil rights era, slavery. Slavery said, <laughs> I can't remember the years exactly, but they had literally capped it to like a hundred year period of slavery. It was like 1862. Yeah, it probably stopped at 1865. It was so, not even the stop date, but the, the, the start date was wrong too. Wow. And when I, I looked at it, I'm like, that don't seem like 400 plus years to me. And I do the math, and I'm like, nigga, this is like 120 years. Mm-hmm. Well, what? To be, to be fair, um, technically, well, no, no. Yeah, slavery did, quote unquote, end with, uh, you know, the Emancipation Proclamation in the Civil War and all that, which was 1864, 1865. <clears throat> but we know this shit never ended. Transforming. You know what I'm saying? It, it just keeps transforming. You know, so um, some some of the movies like that. Uh, the last slave movie that I watched was Twelve Years a Slave. The only reason I watched it was because I had just I was in school or no, no. Um, at one point in school, we were talking about the book. So I wanted to see how accurate it was compared to the book um, there and. They only talk about the famous shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a there's a series on Showtime right now um, talking about John Brown with Frederick Douglass. Um, but there's there's so many other things in black history to talk about. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We can talk about the black first hockey league. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
you know, people talk when it comes to French history, people talk about, you know, Napoleon as being this great French Mm -hmm. general. But General Alexander Dumas, who was Alexander Dumas, the, the writer, his grandfather was actually a better general than Napoleon. And the man was born in Haiti. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of the stories that the the writer, Alexandre Dumas, wrote were based on his grandfather's tales. You know what I'm saying? The the Count of Monte Cristo being falsely imprisoned. Mm-hmm. Napoleon imprisoned him. Um, the man in the Iron Mask, how they went and broke him out. They went and broke General Dumas out. So, you know, there's there's so many other things, but... They keep talking about the same shit, Selma, um, you know, and and when white people are familiar with the history, they become desensitized to it. Yep. So that's why when Ava, when Ava DuVernay made 13th mm-hmm. and, you know, the Central Park Five, that touched a nerve oh, yeah. in a lot of people because it was like, oh, wait a minute, that shit's real. You know, um, a friend of mine went on a tour of a plantation in Louisiana recently recently and the white people and she said the white people on the tour were in tears like oh my god I can't believe that that this stuff is real and she was looking at she said she was looking at them like motherfucker this shit has been real and then there's also stories like there's also a company that purchased a plantation and almost you can you can rent out a slave cabin like that's where you can sleep yes Um, like you can book a two-night stay in a slave cabin on this plantation like an airbnb uh okay (laughs) (laughs) what experience are you looking for with that like and and that's the thing so so it, it it's almost like so so they can tell oh i i i stayed at a at a at a plantation you know it's almost like i have a black friend yeah that's exactly what it is i get it yeah exactly i, I slept in a in a slave cabin for two nights i was i was in seward alaska um i used to live in anchorage so, so for you because he was like what the fuck you doing in Alaska?" i used to live up there i was stationed i heard that before i was stationed up there <laughs> so seward is kind of far right but it's uh it's where the um where the tour boats come in and then you it's a two-hour ride to anchorage but it's a nice ride down there. It's on the peninsula, right? Mm-hmm. Down there, um, the girl I was dating at the time, her parents lived down there. So we were down there chilling. Um, me and her went out to eat. She was half white, half Alaskan native, right? You don't see very many ple- very, very many black people down there to begin with. So we down there chilling. And this white lady walked up to me. Didn't even know this lady. She was like, my ex-husband was black. What? Congratulations. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like literally that was her that was her opening statement. That was her closing statement. And That's guilt. Yes. Yeah. That's when people when white people specifically say things like that, there it's guilt. Yep. It's nothing but guilt. So so to get back to the point, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely understand where, where Chris Rock is, is coming from. Um I I don't particularly I, I I like to watch civil rights movies for the accuracy. Yeah. Um and I'm I'm starting to see because uh black Hollywood is more vocal. Yeah. 
know what I'm saying? They're, you know, a lot of these directors, writers, producers, they're, they're going to black historians and black filmmakers and saying, hey, help me do this the right way. Right. Paint um, the picture correctly. Yep. And what was the second part of the question? Oh, about, about his mom. The, so, you know, in, in our community, especially during that time, um, you, you couldn't get proper health care. You couldn't get proper services. You know what I'm saying? Um, like my grandmother during the Great Depression, she said that she used to, they used to go down to the communist hall to eat. Because in the 30s during the Great Depression, the communists, that's where you could go get a meal if you were black. You you couldn't go. I mean, it's just like red line. We can't work in certain places. Um, you can't like um, in Michigan up until maybe 15 years ago. There's a little town outside of a suburb of Detroit called Livonia. Um, you couldn't go to Livonia if you, if you were black. Like it's a sundown town, or yeah, and we're talking like we're we're talking like, I mean, right outside Detroit, and they cut the bus lines because they know black people were coming out there to work, but they cut the bus lines so you can't get to work, you you you're not allowed to be out there, um, so that's not surprising that his mother went to the vet to get her teeth removed. Because that's probably the only place that she could go. Mm. And it might have been, you know, that doctor may have been a white doctor or a black doctor. Um, who, who, if it was a white doctor, he may have just been cool, been like, you know what? Yeah. I, I don't give a fuck. I'll service everybody. I, I'll help everybody. Um, I read a story recently about a nurse. This was about maybe five years ago. Um. This this white family came in. This child had this this emergency procedure, and she was the only like qualified nurse who knew how to do this. Well, the father was like, "That black lady better not go in the room with my son." And they was trying to explain to him, like, "Sir, she's the only one that knows how to do this hands on." He was like, "I don't care." They're like, "Sir, your son may die. I don't care." So she had to stand outside the room and talk them through the procedure through the window. Because this man did not want a black lady, a black person, putting their hands on his son for a medical procedure. And we're talking the 21st century. A life, a life threatening. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, and, and how many times have we, I mean, we hear about it now with black women um, going through different, a whole, a whole host of pains going through, oh, I got this. Well. No, you just want drugs. You know, I've heard of of medical um, teachings and and it's it's in books that you know supposedly we have thicker skin, so we don't get need more tolerant more tolerance for pain. pain. What the fuck? What? And, and, <laughs> and black women die at a higher rate during childbirth. Um, that that shit alone. I've seen that statistic so many times, and actually recently, um, more so. It's so scary. Like it, it could really, it could really tip tip your decision on even having kids. Mm-hmm. It could tip your decision on going to the hospital. Yeah. Me, me, per- I, I mean, it's it's like if you go to the hospital, you're like, damn, is this doctor going to help me? Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, having having a black doctor, a black dentist, these these things are important. You know what yep. I'm saying? But now in the 21st century, now we're we're starting to understand. It. So more black people, more more black dentists, black mm-hmm. doctors, black engineers. Yeah. Um, we're not afraid to go to the doctor as much. Yep. And like I use, have you ever heard of ZocDoc? Yep. I use ZocDoc. Yep. Find a find a black doctor, find a black dentist, black gynecologist, whatever you need, you can find somebody who looks like you, who understands mm-hmm. you, who's not going to look at you and already have a preconceived notion. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Whereas when his mother needed her teeth taken out, she may not have because he's from Brooklyn, so there may not have been any options. options. You know what I'm saying. So yeah, man, I, I'm I, not surprised. No, I've, I'm doing as much as I can to find black. Uh, medical professionals, black therapists, mm-hmm. black PCP, black OBGYN, black dentists. Like, I'm doing everything in my power to find it. And when the time comes for kids, I'm not settling for anything but a black OBGYN. Right. Like, I would refuse to see a white OBGYN. That's just. It, so here's here's the crazy part. Okay, so so where we are right now is is Pikesville. Um, The other side of Pikesville, this is a very, very heavily. Um, populated Jewish community, mm. heavy. I mean, like they're all, and and the crazy part is they're they're compacted in such in such a space mm-hmm. that you wouldn't know that they're all over there, right? Mm. And they are so self-contained. Where Norm live? Yeah, and which is surprising, you know. Um, they are so self-contained. With where they shop. Yep. You know, there's a there's a shop right over there. <laughs> See, they they got shop right where, bro. I can't even tell you the mall like by the no, mall. No, 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 no. There's a shop right over in Pikesville proper. The shoppers? Is it a shopper? Yeah, it's a yeah, shopper. Oh yeah, I like that. That's low key. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, low key. it's low key. It's it's you know what I'm saying. They got. You know what they consider that downtown Pikesville, which makes sense. And you know, and and it's crazy because we we can't buy a house over there, but they have everything they need. Yep, in their in community, that one little area. Um, doctors, lawyers, um, Quarry Lake. Yep, it's a lake over there. Um, everything is all over there and there, but nobody harps on the fact that. Jewish people stay within their own community. Oh yeah, Koreans stay within their own community. It's a Chinatown in every major town. Every major ma- si- major city. Yep, Greek I mean, town. Yeah, you know, um, in Detroit, there's Mexican. Italian section. Yep, South Philly, notorious for for, for Italians. Mm-hmm. But 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 the minute you say I need to find a black doctor, well, all doctors matter. <laughs> like nigga, what? That's fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> I I know that. What I just said didn't mean that only black doctors matter. Right. <laughs> That's not what I said. But well, we're we're the only community who gets torn down for want for wanting to shop within our own people, for wanting to spend our own money in our own community to to try to get that dollar to circulate. Longer. That is not a coincidence. But do you know why? I think that's because they're used to the narrative of us killing each other. And stuff like that. So they're like, y'all, y'all want to hold hands now? Like, yeah, it's time. <laughs> now, now that it's Black Lives Matter, right? We're seeing the value 
in black lives, it's like, no, no, now you got to be inclusive. Right. It has to be all of the lives matter. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> and, and. No. We ain't done yet. <laughs> Though that That's not, me saying black lives matter is not synonymous with me saying like only black lives matter. Right. And I, I, I care for the life of me how, see how people reach for that. Because I, I think like, um. It it was a it was a mindset that that, that people said um, J Edgar Hoover used to used to uh, talk about that you got to keep black people separated mm-hmm. because if we combine we are forced to be reckoned with a threat not just in the United States but if we start connecting with because here's the crazy part so I've been down to Panama I've been to Colombia I've been to, to DR. And was crazy, especially especially on the island of of Haiti and DR. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think Dominicans are all fair skinned. No, they look like they look like of, us. If we spoke Spanish in Panama, we blend right the fuck in. So if we figure out how to connect, especially financially, monetarily, mm-hmm. economically, with people with black people in Honduras, with black yep. people in Colombia, with black people in you know what I'm saying? Like, there be no stopping us as a people mm-hmm. whole. My aunt is literally darker than me, Panamanian. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> funny ass story. I think I told you this before. <laughs> this guy was dating a long, long time ago. I literally told him there was a. It was like a joke. It was like a "what do you mix with" kind of joke, and I was like, "Oh, I'm Dominican," and he ran with it. Like he knew Dominicans can be dark. Yeah. Yeah. Remember um remember Stacy that used to work with us? Uh yeah. She's yeah. Panamanian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Stacy. Yeah, Stacy. Like yes. Until yeah. they start talking. I don't know if she has an accent. Mine has an accent. Uh, she's she soft didn't. spoken. No. She didn't. Yeah, she was real soft soft spoken. But I was I went down to Panama last year. Great, great fuck. I love that fucking country. I, I would have loved to go. I went down there with my man uh Raf and he's about Corey's complexion. And like the the issue of um, blackness is is kind of new mm. to to Afro Latinos. Is is you know what I'm saying like like they yeah. like they starting to realize like, oh shit like the the thing that makes our skin brown makes their skin brown. So they're like oh fuck all right bet you know what I'm saying we all need to start linking up, start putting our histories together, start yep. putting everything together, and, and 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 talking to him, he's he's starting to realize like oh okay wait a minute I'm I got some black roots too. I'm like, yeah, bro. He's like, yeah, you know, my honor Jamaican, bro. <laughs> uh, once we realized that we all got here the same way, <laughs> just the boat stopped there first. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only difference. It's your, it's your exit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Transfer. Yep. <laughs> it's your stop. Bing. Back door. <laughs> Back door, the kid. <laughs> Yo, I can't. Oh man, back door, dickhead. Bro, you're black. <laughs> if you ain't white, you black. <laughs> like, I mean, to 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 non-blacks, you're black. Mm-hmm. You look like you're black. So I I I think all all of that is important, and I don't know. Like that's the shit. And the crazy part is, like I'm I'm I really started getting into what Marcus Garvey was mm. saying. And he was saying this shit literally a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. The same thing. And I'm like, wait a minute. Pan-Africanism and God. back to Africa movement. Right. And- 
and and connect yeah. with each other. No yeah. matter if you're Canadian, no matter if you're Jamaican, no matter if you're Panamanian, we need to connect. But it's those it's the little things. We can't connect because niggas is so focused on if this next person is going to get further than me. Mm-hmm. Which is why a lot of collaborations don't happen with anything because people are so worried on the fact of, yeah, but if I give you this recipe, you really going to take this a lot further than I could ever do it. But what, but what that's rooted in? Jealousy. Well, even that, though. <laughs> even that is that jealousy. It sounded real personal. <laughs> so I ain't know you. <laughs> but <laughs> but it goes back to where like the connections were severed, mm-hmm. right? Like we can't can't go to Africa and be like, this well, is I'm where home. Yeah. And be like, yeah. I don't know where the fuck I can. Right. I don't know. Like right. West Africa, obviously. Maybe you might. It might possibly. Be. Possibly, yeah, could be east. You never know. Mm -hmm. I'm just assuming west. (laughs) The bloodiest. (laughs) Oh, neighbors. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Slack. (laughs) But it's like, like all that shit goes back to the fact that, like, we don't know where we came from. Whereas we have all of these people, Irish people. Yeah, I'm. You know, my roots are are in Ireland. That's what's up. Uh. Can't say the same. <laughs> Man, know fuck what that country ans- my roots are in, bro. Fuck that ancestry shit. That shit is. I would never take that test. So goddamn bullshit. Never take that test. I, there's a black. There's an African ancestry test. It's fuck I, that bullshit too. I've never take. Yeah, I, I don't think I would ever take it because I just I I don't feel like niggas need my prints and blood and all that shit on file. Yeah, but <laughs> I just it's like where are y'all? How are y'all getting to these conclusions? I I need the. And and some algorithms. Somebody was saying. Somebody was like, "Yo, um, why why are why are all Black Americans got roots in Nigeria?" And somebody was like, first of all, the the boundaries, the the physical boundaries that these countries go by today are man made, and they're man made with no respect to tribal issues or tribal people. So, um, um, yeah, you know, and that's, which also causes conflict, which is why we, we, we see so many news stories of different tribes in Africa, you know, like, like the Hutus and the Tutsis, Mm -hmm. you know, it was the colonizers who came in, picked a side, started running with them people. And then when they left, the people who were getting steamrolled, stay woke, (laughs) The people who were getting steamrolled was like, "Oh shit," you know what I'm saying? Your 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 guns ain't here no more. Yeah. So now we about to get everybody get some get back. Mm-hmm. You know, and instead of realizing that, hey, you know what? This 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 coat and this rum are two different things. But now you put them together, and now they fighting. Yeah. Instead of saying, you know what, coke you over there, rum you over Respect. here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. I, I think that's the no, I'm not gonna say that. That's hey. the well, I was gonna say that's the the good thing about slavery, but no, it's uh, not no no no, no. Wait, cut wait, that wait, shit out. Wait, wait, no 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 listen 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 Why would you oh, say shit. that? Why would you say that? No no I was gonna I was I was gonna say so when when people came on the boats 
<laughs> they came from different tribes, different languages. And so the earliest parts of slavery is people melding together and and building cultures and For, forming new cultures. Forming yeah, new cultures and new languages. New families. And new, yeah. Right. So yeah, it was it was like, you know, if folks on the boat, you know, if you're stuck on a boat and then you're stolen from your from your homeland and yeah. you're forced to come over here and it's like Adapt. all right we gotta survive yeah but you don't speak my language let's let's make up a language together yeah you know what i'm saying and then it goes from there yep so i'll stop there <laughs> that's true shit, though. next topic <laughs> yeah you was close to getting this one yeah King Dickhead. Excuse my French. KD, King Dickhead. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely going to be the cover this week, too. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> um, It was uh, on a lighter note. Juvenile is now an interior decorator. Uh, okay. Love to see it. Uh, some of the most amazing pieces of furniture I've ever seen. Here, here you go, Lean. Check that out. Let me know what you think. First of all, that looks like a dildo. Oh, and I just said the most amazing shit. Look at that. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> I like that table. Okay. Okay. I, I love it. I love it. I like. I love the idea. Wait a minute, that's a liquor dispenser. Okay, it's different. I support juvenile and everything you do. That's super. That's super different. You. Let you know. Think. Okay. So. This and this is what I what 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 I was texting you the other day. We mm. we we gotta like Plies is a nurse. Oh, I didn't know this is what you sent me this. Yes, I did. I didn't know it was made by and you and it. you shit it on I it. Didn't. And you shit it on it. Boo. I love everything juvenile does. Yeah, nigga. Just because I don't like the piece don't mean I don't like Boo. the piece. Anyway, go let's ahead. just make it clear. But we don't we don't let people grow. You know what I'm saying? So juvenile can't rap forever. Facts. Didn't, didn't we talk about that recently? Uh, we, who was we, it though? I forget, and I I compared it to how um, oh Jeezy, you was like uh, Jeezy on this whole peacemaker shit, and I was like, a niggas got to mature at some point, right? <laughs> like you got to evolve, and, and well, something to that effect. It may not have been that. And that's the thing with 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 Jay Z when he was you know what I'm saying when he was making that move and Beanie that's, was that's decided that Beanie yeah. was on trial, and the judge was like. Do you trust him in your? And he was like, no, because he was gonna fuck up his money. Yeah, he was making different moves. Mm-hmm. He was, he was leveling up. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Beans took offense to that, but it was like, bro, you, 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 you can't. You got to see the forest through the trees. Yo, you know what's crazy? I, I checked out one of. Uh, I followed Beans on IG, and I checked out like one of the lives, and he was like in a basement with a whole bunch of niggas and a whole bunch of lean. Whole bunch of lean, yes. Like last week, this like all nearly lost his life, lost a lung when he got shot uh, at his house in Jersey a couple years ago. And you would think, at least, at least that. And that, and that's the that's part of the downfall of our culture is the whole keep it real. At some point, you gotta, you, you can't keep it real. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because, or it has to take on a different meaning. Yeah, you know. Um, Ju- juvenile like Ma- like Master P Master P is the perfect example you know what I'm saying um we we clown him for the rap snacks and the cup of noodles um 
Fuck with the wraps next. I, I do too. Them <laughs> chips is good, especially the ones with, with uh, I think Quavos on the front. The ranch joints with a dab of ranch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> them shits is. And, and, and so we we clowned in Master P, but Master P can't rap no more. And that's where Fifty. Um, I listened to a to an interview. Fifty was talking about Lloyd Banks, and he was like, Lloyd Banks didn't wanna didn't wanna grow. He was fine with where he was at. Mm. Fifty was growing. Fifty don't do. If Fifty put out an album now, we might listen to it. Eh, maybe, Meh. but he's he's in the film, film yeah. and TV, and that's where his lane. He's yeah. booming right there. We he gotta loved. we gotta let people grow. So you can't rap forever. No, you can't sell dope. I mean, selling weed is pointless because it's legal now. How many crackheads are left? So selling crack is out. Crackheads are forever. <laughs> yeah. Them niggas last forever. <laughs> it might be Ain't less durable than- shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I respect that hustle. Durable as fuck. I respect that hustle. You know, and like people like like NBA players, you know, oh such and such is making suits now. Well, why not? He got to do something after age 35, 37. Right. Like, what the fuck else he going to do? You know. And Find something new. I like they talk about athletes who go broke a year or two years after they get out of the league. And, um, you know, a lot of these a lot of these athletes don't have college degrees. They left school yeah. early, whatever, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, a lot of, And then that's athletes. They got the experience college. What about the rappers who came off the corner? Right. Didn't even graduate high school. Right. And all of a sudden, they got a $300,000 advance, and they buying shit in the hood. And then the album flop, they don't understand they, their their financial Concept, sheet. Yep. They in the hole to this record label for the mm-hmm. rest of their life. Yep. They can't get a job. And we sitting there clowning them. Like, ha, 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 look at him. No, that nigga's struggling. Should have read the contract. And it's like, put a contract. He can't read. Put a, <laughs> Couldn't afford a lawyer. Right. You know what I mean? Put a put a record contract in front of, I'll volunteer myself. It's a good chance. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about in it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't dare, like, try even try to interpret it into layman's terms. I don't know what this means. Right. Like, what does this really mean? Right. How am I, in, how am I indebted to you? I need I need a lawyer which requires money. <laughs> I need someone to interpret this, and that, that's not always available. It's, it's funny because I just, I just saw. Um, did you see the Chappelle? The one where he the said, sh- "Don't watch my show." Yes. Yeah. And he was talking about essentially he got screwed in a Comedy Central contract, mm-hmm. and I saw a tweet about that about how, you know, people are like supporting. Yeah, we're not going to watch Chappelle's show. Da da da. I mean, Netflix took it off now, but we're not going to watch it. And we're going to support Dave. And someone compared it to when Meg was saying that um, the contract she had with, um, what's the baseball player? Carl. Um, yeah. Uh, fuck, what's his name? Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, yeah. Um, And they were like, why why are we giving different energy for Dave versus what we gave to Meg? Because it's clear that at the at the core, they didn't have the right people in the room to read through their contracts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like that was a good question. Why? I mean, is it really? It's really not different. But is is it like? Okay, so she she signed a she signed a bad deal. Mm-hmm. 
are we going to stop listening to her music? The music was already out. If if she doesn't if she doesn't make if she says, "Hey, I'm in a bad contract. Don't don't buy that music because the money's not coming in my pocket." Mm-hmm. Are we not buying the music? Whereas Dave Chappelle is Chappelle's show is 20 years old. And so I mean oh, and that's one of the differences, right? She she Meg expressed that she in, she got into a terrible deal with them. Um but she didn't explicitly say like don't support this particular music that was released on that label. 1501. Um Carl Crawford. Mm-hmm. Right? That that's his name. Yeah. yeah. Um whereas Chappelle did. But I, I guess at the core of the, the 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 issue is that y'all didn't have the right people in the room working for y'all to read through those contract terms. Y'all didn't. Meg's music is still being released through 15 1501. Like that newest album is still through 1501, which I I assume that's like Something they worked out with uh, Rock Nation, and it's like like Uzi, like Uzi and Future shit. That shit is still released through drama shit, and he's on Rock Nation. I guess Rock Nation is just like we'll give you set amount of hours, but after this, it's a wrap. Like we wash our hands with it. They are now our artists completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if I'm not mistaken, and I watched the special a couple of days ago, he he, spe- he specifically said <clears throat> the line he kept referring to is like. They own the rights in perpetuity. Mm. I, I went to school for finance, so I understand what in perpetuity means. That means fucking ever. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's what that means. Yo, I didn't know what perpetuity meant until, uh, shout out to uh, Smoke Dizza had brought it up on um, Drink Champs. He was like, you got to be careful when a motherfucker say perpetuity. So what does perpetuity mean, Lauren? In, in simple terms, the most simple terms, it means like for an indefinite amount of time. Right, so like, essentially, he signed a deal with Comedy Central, and he said this. He was young. He was, I mean, he didn't know what was going on. He signed a deal to where they have the rights to that show for however long, for however long, in mm-hmm. the end of the sentence. But, but the 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 root, the problem, the, the thing still comes back to where like he didn't have the proper people in the room, and I'm not blaming him for it. Right, he was young. He he saw that advance. He saw that money attached to that contract. Whatever. It, it was just an interesting point for, and I don't, I don't generally like when people like, okay, but y'all gave all this energy to Meg, and now Dave Chappelle saying the same, same, same thing, but I couldn't ignore it. It was like, yeah, niggas didn't read the contract. Right, <laughs> yeah, right. Not even didn't read it. Let me rephrase. They didn't understand what they were signing. Right. It's the same thing. Right. I don't. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing more to it. Yeah, I mean, like, that's that's the root I mean, of this issue. Why they're both in that position, the position that they're in, they didn't understand the contract. And it's, I still, like, okay, so her her issue happened more recent, mm-hmm. which I kind of get it. She was trying to get put on. She was like, all right, I got this opportunity. Let let, let me strike while the iron's hot. Mm-hmm. She didn't read it. She signed it. And all she knows is I'm putting out music. Yep. But then when the you know she was like, all right, well let me let me figure out this money thing. Like, oh shit, I'm getting screwed. And then with with Chappelle, like you said, he was young, probably didn't know, know didn't know what that word meant. Yeah. Like, oh fuck. But how many times have we been hearing over and over and over and over? We've been hearing this for what seven, eight decades, ever since. Blues artists, mm. um, you know, artists like, um, you know, that's one of the things that Michael Jackson, you know, Michael Jackson owned like 80% of Sony, Sony, mm. 
the comp Sony. He owned it. And so he owned it wasn't just the Beatles. You know, he yeah. he bought like one of the reasons he bought Sony was because they had the rights to uh Little Richard's music. Mm. And he bought and he was like, you know what? That man needs to get his his just due. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna buy it so that he can get paid. Shh. So he gave it to him. And he gave it to him. And try to give him a job. Yep. He ain't want it. And, and that's the thing with, with Prince. Respect. You know, Prince owned his music. So when he passed, he didn't have, you know, it wasn't a will or anything. So that's why the record label, you know, Sony was happy when Michael Jackson died. Like, whew, we get our company back. Crazy. That motherfucker owned Sony. Owned it. We're talking PlayStation, PS5 <laughs> Sony. He owned that shit. And he just bought piece by piece by piece until he owned that motherfucker. But I think a lot of that comes with schooling. Because you have situations like, you know, LeBron, he made sure everybody went to school. And they made they went to school for something specifically for what he has going on. And so it could help them move forward. Like, he's one of his best friends. Damn near managed, managed the whole goddamn league. So, um, Clutch Sports. So, um... They just so the Lakers just signed uh, Caldwell Pope mm-hmm. to a, to another deal, and Skip Bayless yep. got pissed. You, you, you know who Skip Bayless is? Skilp. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Skip. Fuck Skip. Right. Exactly. So he put out a thing talking about it's unfair that LeBron James and Clutch Sports, you know, uh, re- represents thirty. 30 athletes in the league and they pretty much control the league. And so I put on Facebook, I was like, wait a minute. Did he have that same energy when David Falk represented damn near 90% of the players as a sports agent in the eighties and nineties? David Falk is a white man. I've seen David Falk. David Falk mm-hmm. drives a 635 BMW. He's the most unassuming billionaire you would ever fucking see. A six thirty, a six series BMW, six series BMW, not a seven. <laughs> we were, we were. It, there was a party. It was a party. It was some athletes. We could afford that over at, over at Woodlawn. And we were doing security for it, and um, my boss was like, "Hey man, walk walk him out to his car." I was like, "This guy?" He was like, "Yeah, walk him out to his car." I was like, "All right, okay." I figured we we in Woodlawn is a white guy. Okay, <laughs> so I, you know, all right, have a good night. All right, man, have a good night. And then I walked back in. He said, you know who that is? I said, no. He said, that's David Falk. Okay. He's like, yeah, he pretty much, he was the second most powerful person in the NBA behind David Stern. Wow. And he was an agent. He represented almost 90% of the league in the 80s and 90s. Sheesh. So if Skip Bayless is not going to get mad at David Falk, he has no business getting mad at Clutch Sports. Mm. And Skip needs to sit his ass down. As cool as he is, can be, he needs to sit the fuck yeah, down and shut the fuck up. But that's, but like you say, LeBron sent his people to school to learn something. We're, we're athletes. Okay, so why not have people that represent what we do? Yep. Same way I think musicians should become lawyers. <laughs> If I got screwed, like uh, rapper Big Pooh, mm-hmm. he's a manager. 
Mm. He's like, because I know yeah. what it's like. I know what it feels like to, to do the chitlin circuit. You know what I'm saying? Instead of going over here, all right, I can, huh? Who does he manage? Um, I don't know. I was listening to a podcast he did, and it was some some group. I think he's got like two groups. Um, But he's like, his whole thing is, look, I know what it's like. You know what? Um, Juice World. Juice World was managed by um, Little Bibby. No, 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 no. He was signed to Little Bibby, but managed signed and okay. Little Bibby and um, Mikey Hall Hall something Hall Staff. I think he was originally signed to Cash Money. If you go back in time on YouTube, you could look this up on YouTube. Shine. It was a light skinned guy that was rapping. That's that's Mikey or Mickey. Mickey. Um, he is, and you know what? I don't know if y'all familiar with Juvenile's catalog, but Project English. He starts off Project English rapping. I've heard of the that. intro. Um, that's where Set It Off is on. Okay. Um, he he raps on the intro. That's the same guy that owned the label, and I believe he managed Juice World too. Uh, Chicago native. Um, and actually, to go back even further. How he ended up on Cash Money was him and Kanye went to Cash Money at the same time, but Cash Money ended up only signing him. Um, I don't think Kanye wanted to sign at the time, but to harp on what you were saying, the artist has the most experience of what's going on. You know how you get fucked over on the contract. That's why I fuck with Smoke Dizza so much, Smoke Dizza and Johnny Snipes, because they came into it together. They understand the business. So it was like, I'll never get fucked over again. I never get fucked over again, but I think a lot of that comes with the trust. It comes with the trust and the and understanding what's happening. That's why that's why I I hit up Norm so much. That's why I put so much effort into doing stuff for Norm or just being around and giving input. And I'm not I'm not like necessarily doing like a management work for Norm at all. But to give him that help because you got to make sure when you start a brand and have musical artists, any kind of artist in general, any kind of creative in general, making sure that you surround yourself with people that have the same vision for the brand. Because if you don't, people don't, they don't, it don't, it don't, it don't go right, man. That's why, and we've had these conversations a lot, all of us, actually. But the the fact of reposting shit is a major thing, major thing. And not only reposting shit, but if it's people that's on this podcast that have stuff going on, I want to make sure that the people that's listening understand Norm got new music out. Norm got a new album out. Aleem got a new episode out. The link is in the description. Make sure you do this. Make sure you do that because that's what the fuck are you here for? You don't you you only here to help my brand? No. We all gotta do it, but that mindset is very rare. Yeah. That mindset is very rare of people actually wanting to help each other. It's and it's sad. It's sad. We talked about this and I I don't know how many times I done called Norm or sit down and talk to Norm or talk to Lauren about how I see certain things and it's confusing to me. It's confusing to me of how y'all how everyone's not being helped. Instead of the main person, you know what though, I, and I didn't, I didn't realize this um, for a long time, and I, I still don't fully grasp how 
you could have friends that are pushing some sort of talent, rap, sing, act, a business, whatever the case is, and you don't support it if that's really your friend. It's like that's not it's apparently that's very rare. It's so much so much more rare than we think, but we that's that's how we are though. It's like I wouldn't dare not support my genuine friends whatever endeavor that they have going on. Like I it's like that's second nature to me. My friend my best friend has a podcast. Wouldn't dare not support it. Buy the merch, promote it, retweet it. Repo- like that, that's crazy not mm. not support court like I, it's just like but for whatever reason that's how some people operate and a, it boils down to like jealousy Selfish. or um you know envy or whatever i mean but like it's like what i always think about and stuff like that and i thank god i've never had this issue because all my friends are genuine it's like don't expect you from other people yes yeah and and that's that's why you know like i I, i'll tell everybody you know everybody's like well you know um you know for for your podcast do you care how many downloads you get this and that i don't give a shit Mm. if one person listens cool you know what i'm saying i just like to do it because i like to do it right but you know like I've, i've told him you know I don't try and get in his lane. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm on the highway with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have a podcast. Mm. But you know admitting I mean? that. Yeah. I have a no, lot of people wouldn't do that. I have no problem. Admit, I didn't <laughs> know, I didn't know what a podcast was. And one day we, was, he just kept seeing your podcast. I was, and finally I was like, wait a minute, time out. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm an old nigga. What, what is that? A was podcast? in the break room. That was in the break room. We were sitting at the. What booth. is this podcast you speak? I was of? like, dude, because you know it was like it vlogs and blogs, and I was right. just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, sure, mm-hmm, just shaking my head. And then finally I was like, wait, okay, what the fuck is a podcast? <laughs> and then finally it just, you know, so I, I have no problem saying, you know what, if if. If this is a record album, he's executive producer. He gets that credit. You know what I mean? And, you know, he, especially when it comes to, like, the social media shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know how to post some memes. But some of that stuff, I don't know how to do. So, he does. He he do the, the retweeting and, yeah, and the reposting. It up and you know what I'm saying? Animated shit. Cool. Because it's only, it's only helping me. Yeah. And I have no problem. I, I accept that help. Yep. You know Not many I mean? people do that though. Yeah, and I think when pe- when you throw a certain level of like um, fame, if you want to call it, or money into the mix, it's like people get their own, develop these motives and you know ulterior motives and stuff, and that's when shit goes left. It's unfortunate, and and that's one reason I'm I'm kind of glad on my end the the podcast is free. Money isn't involved because mm-hmm. I don't think about it. I'm not. I'm not chasing money. Right. I'm just. I. Just, I, I just want to talk about some wild shit. One hundred percent enjoyment. Yeah. That that was one of the biggest discrepancies I have with my my father as far as the podcast because you know the older generation it's like it's always about money. Mm-hmm. We we got to worry about surviving. Right. Like so how are how is this going to make you some money? 
But it's not about that. And like I always tell them, I'm like, bro, it's it's not about that for me. I just want to have fun. And I now I have I've invested it in I've invested into the craft, but this shit is still fun. Like we hang out. This is how this is a form of therapy for us. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like we it's like, you know, with my core friends that I grew up with, I don't see them every week. I see you and Norm every week. Right. I talk to y'all every week, at least once a week. And it's it's therapeutic. Therapeutic. I don't get that same, um, that same kind of interaction with my friends that often. So that's why it's not always about the money. And you know me, like I don't give a fuck about this fame shit. The shit is scary to me, honestly. Fame is scary as shit to me, and I don't want to be famous. Like, I mean, I would, I would love to be acknowledged at some point of what I'm doing, but. At the end of the day, that shit is frightening to me. I see them stories of how these these niggas be having fame and niggas be rolling up on them, knowing everything about them and shit. Like, that's a lot, bro. That's a lot, and that's a lot to adjust to, which I'm sure it'll come with it. But right now, it's like, nigga, I just want to have fun with my friends. I want to do hood rest shit with my friends. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, I'm a cancer too. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm I was, I was about to, I'm about to say I this. Just, I just feel like you are you a June cancer or a July cancer? July cancer. When your birthday? The twelfth. Oh. Yeah. I thought you told me that before. Yeah, I just I, forgot. Okay, all right. So we go within like a week. Yeah. What do you yeah. think about that? We we care about what other people think. So like that fame, like I if I could have money without the fame, bruh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We can, I mean, I, I can speak for myself. I genuinely care about what other people think about me. Like, there's people out here who be like, I don't give a fuck. I do. <laughs> I'm not scared to admit it. I, to a certain extent, I do. Mm-hmm. To a certain extent. Right? Like, I, people I, I care about. I just started listening to um, Obama's new book. Mm. And he was talking about. I just bought that from my mom. Bruh, it's it's uh, great. Uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, Christmas. Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's by gifts for Thanksgiving. <laughs> but he was, he was talking about when he first became a senator um you know he was like did nobody really know him he was cool then he did the speech at the 2004 uh democratic national convention which his name got out there he was like all right cool my name is out here people know who i am Mm -hmm. he said he tried to go to the zoo with his kids and he was like he was cool for about everything was cool for about 30 minutes and then somebody was like Obama, he's like shit went crazy. He turned into the zoo. It was a zoo. It was a zoo. He was like he had to get his kids out of there, and then yeah. on the way home, he's trying to explain to his kids what's happening. What's going on. And one thing I learned is that Michelle Obama never wanted to be in the politics. I read that she she was she was the she was like I got your back if this is right. what you want to do right I'm, I'm riding Supportive. with you. But she was like because uh, Questlove was asking her like yo. You, you you gonna make a run at the presidential office? She was like, no, mm-hmm. no. She was like, I do not want that that fame, that scrutiny. Sure. I don't want to put my family through that again. She was like, I never really wanted that, mm-hmm. but my husband did, mm-hmm. so I got his back. And so, a queen. And so, he and he just said uh, when they were asking him if he was gonna become a part of uh, Biden's administration. Like, nah, Michelle nah. wouldn't allow it. Exactly. <laughs> She, yo, when you listen to him say that, like, that's just the truth. That's real. Like, he's repaying her. They living a good life right now. He's, you know what I'm saying? But you're right. People don't want fame. And that's why whenever I see, especially um, at the the job, when 
I would see famous people over there. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say nothing to them. Yeah. Because a lot of times, some of them just want to feel that normalcy yes. of just being unrecognized, um, just chilling, trying to do normal shit. You know, like I, I saw Master P one day. Mm-hmm. Um, first, yo, Master P's tall as shit. Is he? Yeah, he's like 6'5". Like, he's a lot taller than you Makes think. sense. <laughs> and so he's standing out. And then he had a security guard with him that was like 6'10". So you automatically standing out like a, like a, you know what I'm saying? It's, Sheesh. And everybody, you know, a couple guys are going up to him. I didn't say nothing no. to him. I've seen mad people in that building. Yeah. And you're just like, you know what? Cool. Let them people be people. Because yeah. they're people. Yeah. They're you regular put their legs, people at the Put their pants day. on one leg at a time. Yeah. And that's why, um, you know, I, I never... Fame has never Mm-mm. been a thing. Like, I've never wanted to be famous because at the end of the day, we all breathing the same oxygen. That's right. Going to die one day. Like, yeah. everybody, yeah. I, I told you I saw Charles Barkley in the Philly airport. It was like 6 o'clock in the morning. I was, I think I think we was going to DR years ago. And, like, he was coming out of the bathroom, and I'm walking to the gate. And I looked, and I double, double back, and I st- we staring at each other. Mm-hmm. He probably, like, Bitch, please don't say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's six o'clock in the morning. Right, right. I was just like, wave the camera. <laughs> I go blow the spot. <laughs> Did he wave back? He waved. Yeah. And and, I, yeah. and a lot of times that's all they want. It's yes. just, you know what I'm saying? Like you see, like I saw um Antonio McDice. Damn. <laughs> he is six eleven. Have you ever seen somebody who's six eleven? Hell no. They are like I'm five. Barely put your five one. I like, don't even want to see somebody. That my time. man, like NBA players are tall as shit. Ugh. Like it's un unnormally tall. You know what I'm saying? It looks you don't see it on TV, but when you yeah, get next you can't to, tell. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So you automatically see this person. Yeah, and you don't want hey 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 right right. Nah, oh my nah, god! Man, just, you know that man trying to get on this plane. Right. He he got to sit on this seat. Sit in the seat with his legs touching, you, you know. But yeah, I don't want to be famous. No, nah, it's too much that comes with it. Everybody has an opinion, mm-hmm. and I'm guilty of it. I be judging motherfuckers like shit. But like, we all are. Yeah, we all are. I show be judging. You know. You but, need the money. You know. I think. I think to to circle all <laughs> the way back. <laughs> I think that's one thing artists artists. Especially rap artists today, that's what they want is that money, that fame. And, you know, like, I I don't even know who the fuck Quando Rondo is. But all of a sudden, he's famous. Atlanta rapper. Georgia rapper. I don't think he's from Atlanta, though. Literally asked you that this morning. Why does Dirk allegedly have a, <laughs> have a price on his head? We do. Who is that? You know, like, I didn't even know who King Von was. But I... I did once I heard his music. I'm like, okay, I did like his music. It sounded kind of, you know, but you know, now all of a sudden this guy has to walk around and that he may lose his life because of some street shit because he wanted to be a rapper and he's chasing fame. And then you got these guys, they was at a hookah bar. Like, really? Y'all fighting at a hookah bar? You know what I'm saying? Um, I've had situations being a bouncer. Um, who came through? It a couple rappers came through. Hey, hey, man, can I get over here? Hey, I'm such and such. So, <laughs> <laughs> you 
you know, I remember one time. ID I, and cover, please. I, I had this guy. I had this guy. Um, he came up to me. He, he knew where I worked. He was like, "Yo, I need to. I need to hook up on. You know, get to here and there." And he was like, uh, "I'm such and such, and I'm you know I'm down with French Montana and the Coke Boys and da da da." And I'm thinking to myself, "Why the fuck are you talking to me? <laughs> you need to be talking to him." <laughs> like, bruh, like. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, like, first of all, I don't know who... I don't even listen to that guy. <laughs> so... Funny you mentioned French. My homegirl just texted me and said she, he was performing at the fight. Oh. Random. I am not watching that shit. Nigga got French performing at the fight. French and Wayne. Fuck mm-hmm. Lil Wayne. For sure. Two times. For sure. Him and his college dropout daughter. She she only lasted one one semester. I mean, I don't even think she lasted one semester. Okay, why we gotta bring the kids into it? <laughs> Damn, what the fuck does she do? <laughs> All right, my bad, gonna... my bad, my bad. Damn, we hate him, not her. Jeez. All right, <laughs> college ain't for everybody. Else. It really is really not. Right. But shout out to y'all for completing college and getting your degrees, man. I mean. If I could sell that bitch back, I would. <laughs> I know, right? Knowing what I know now, I'd sell both of them back. Yeah, and I'm trying to go get another one. I, I, I have to, though. Uh, I have to. I'm, I'm. If you're certain, <laughs> it'll help you. And, do and it. that's the thing. At this age, I'm like, all right, I get it. Okay, let me go do this. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm good at. I'm, I'm going to get I'm gonna get my master's degree in museum um, preservation. Okay. Because I've come to realize, like, if it's one thing that I know, it's fucking history. That's a fact. So. <laughs> Correct, I mean, nigga. You <laughs> know history. And I've always wanted to be Indiana Jones. I, I fucking love Indiana okay, Jones. Okay, then so I support it. I want to go throw bad guys through the window. and I support that shit. So, yeah, I'm about to go get another. But, I, you know, it's come. It's like college ain't for everybody. And we got to stop pushing college on everybody. Listen. That's an episode in itself. Yeah, show is. It's it's, and that's and that's the 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 shitty thing. So, like, for me, I was born in seventy nine. Mm-hmm. So, by the time the nineties rolled around, like I, I I always tell people this. One of the main staples of our community was the Cosby Show. Mm-hmm. You know, before Bill became a perv. Or before he was convicted of being a perv, you might argue. There you go. Yeah. So nobody remembers that first season of the Cosby Show, the very first season. He was a plumber. Bill. Bill was a plumber, and Claire was a either. stay-at-home mom. Mm. Did that Cosby get pulled show, off the air though? He came back the second season, flipped the whole shit around because he was like, you know what? I'm going to show people. I'm going to show black people in a better light. So, came back the second season. He was a doctor. G-Y-N, she was right? a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. OBGYN, and she was mm-hmm. a lawyer. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna show you. I didn't know that. So, you know, rolling into the '90s, you had this positive image of family and education and two uh, prestigious, you know what I mean, right? And professionals, yeah. And then you had uh, a different world, which yep. was a college, college setting, yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? And then you, you know, like for me, I watched school days. Mm. There was no way I was not going to college. You know what I'm saying? And then you had, you know, all the rappers. Like I, I, I told him, I never forget. Um, my my brother used to run with some dudes from Cali. Mm. You know, they they was in Detroit doing their thing. Mm. And I used to never forget. I would like in the summertime we would go over there to the to the main spot, and they would have whatever in the house. And they and I was like fourteen, fifteen. And they was like, "Nah, you know what, man? You need to go outside, play play basketball. Mm. Don't don't do what we do. Go to school, get you a job." And I always carried that because I'm like, "All right, bet I ain't right. doing that shit. I can't be like dumb." So it's nothing wrong with going to school, mm-hmm. but we gotta tell our our students or our you know next generation, don't be afraid to, don't rush. Yes. You know, it's okay to graduate at 40. Yes. It's okay to graduate at 50. Yeah. If you find something that you love, he he would tell you, I have done almost every fucking thing in the world. You, you see, I got a fucking, I got computer parts in this bitch because I'm like, fuck, I'm going to do some IT shit. And I'm like, man, fuck this because I'm not into it. Yeah. And, but if you look, I, I look at these books at these shelves and that's just the shelves down here. That, that's the you know what and I always I, I didn't realize it obviously until I got become an adult two degrees later where it's like I wish in high school I didn't know what I wanted to do and the pressure that people in high school juniors even sophomores but juniors and seniors primarily get when they're like you need to start applying to schools you need to pick a major you need to figure out what you want to do nigga I'm I'm seventeen mm-hmm. still you, ask, you ask me what I want to do you know between now and retirement age 65 let's just say i don't know mm-hmm. i still at 30 i still don't know and i think some of that comes from pressure from our parents that at oh, 18 yeah. you gotta go yeah what wait yeah. a minute wait but a minute. not even just that but my my parents personally they went to college but never graduated mm-hmm. and so it was like well, you have to graduate because I didn't. Right, 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 right. Okay, right. so not only do I have to go to college and graduate, I have to go to college right after high school and figure the shit out. That's not fair. I was still a kid coming out of, because I, cause I went to college the first time coming out of high school. um, And, huh. you know, oh, that's going to be some trash. <laughs> <laughs> and those first three semesters that I did at Iowa State University, I part, I I got kicked out of there with a 0.64 GPA. They was like, sir, you cannot come back. Nigga had under one. I had under one. Under. At 4.0 is, well, I don't know about now. Because I hear people getting over 4.0. I don't know how that shit works now. But 4.0 was perfect. That was it. I had a (laughs) 0.64. My uncle was like. Yeah, you came in with no intentions of studying. (laughs) Yo, I did for parties only, and it wasn't even it wasn't even that I went there to party. It's just I got there and I was I was a kid. I was seventeen, eighteen outside on your own. You ain't got no curfew. You ain't got no mom, no dad, no nobody. You're you on campus? I'm on campus. I got find a little group of homeboys. Your own little dorm or apartment. We was running. That's a lot to expose a seventeen, eighteen year old to. Right. And, and expect them to be responsible. And then some some 17 and 18 year like I was able to bounce back, you know, like I went to the military. Mm. Um and so when I got out the military, I had that school money. Right. So it was like bam, okay. But 
some 18, 19 year olds, when they leave college, they don't get they don't get to bounce back. Nope. So they saddled with this twenty thousand, thirty thousand dollar loan and they don't know how to get out of that. Uh, uh let's double that nowadays. But yeah, not now. <laughs> we get oh, we talking up upwards of a hundred grand. He right. went out of state, you you touching six figures in loan. You know what I'm saying? And so that's that's the one thing that um I I do I like like both my parents are educators. Mm-hmm. That's the family business. Teaching is so fucking easy for me, mm. and it's kind of like I've been avoiding it because I'm like I can do this. Let let me see if I can do something else on purpose. And it's right. like, nah, nigga, you you need to, you know. That's the safety net. That's yeah. what I'm gonna come back. To. I wanna yeah. I wanna help students understand. You don't have to go to college. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pick a major. Nope. But you do have to survive. So. Yep. Try to figure that part out, but make something happen, um, and don't be afraid to to be on somebody else's timeline. Yeah, because I'm 41. Mm-hmm. I'm about to go back to school, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get my I've, I'm going to get my PhD. Okay, I, I want to be I, I'm gonna be so I can go to the club. Doctor, yeah, hey girl, I'm a doctor. <laughs> That's the ultimate flex. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a doctor. doctor. You know, a doctor Ooh. of what? Don't worry about that. <laughs> That's not important. Just, but you I'm address me as such, you know. And, and so I want to do that for me. Um, so I'm gonna be. I'm probably gonna be 50 years old, and that's fine. But that's fine, and that's I, a, yeah. that's 100. percent I literally just saw a post today. Somebody had posted their mom. Their mom was like, I want to say late 50s, pushing 60. Um, started a PhD program. Mm-hmm. That's and, amazing. And and once you once you realize your purpose. And you realize, you know what? This is what I'm good at. Yeah. This is what I'm great at. Yep. This is what I'm going to do. It's almost like everything just becomes easier. Yeah, falls in line. Instead of trying to shove this circle into this square hole, pause. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wrong podcast. Damn it. My bad. <laughs> but Laptop Chronicles is available on all podcast streaming platforms. Newest episode is on the way. Thank you for that. But yeah, so that's that's me and my story. But that's, yeah, yeah, man. You know, you can't be afraid to fail. Don't don't be. You know, tell tell the kids don't don't be afraid to don't, not go to college. Don't don't think you are on a timeline to figure it out by twenty five, mm-hmm. by thirty, by forty. You do not because Yo, you won't. You won't. <laughs> you won't. You won't. I'll be struggling with the fact that like, why do I keep quitting jobs? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I don't like Cause you shit. fucking hate them <laughs> Exactly And I refuse to be my parents And be unhappy in a job Yo The first The first ounce of unhappiness I'm out <laughs> I got I'm out my, my last position I was I was pushed out the door I knew I wanted to leave But I just kept Plugging away at it Like I can make it better I can make, make it, it better And I I damn near died Like no bullshit mm. my, my blood pressure was 190 over 120 something Yes, yes, no bullshit. I did. And the, the and the 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 modern day normal is like one, it's not even one twenty over eighty anymore. No, it's lower. One ninety. Yes, yes. So when they told me like uh, we're gonna let you go, I was like, thank you. <laughs> she was like, That's what? The best thing I you was could. like, thank you. Yeah. Like yeah, you know yeah. so. I've learned do not fuck because if you die to, if you die today at work, they're gonna be like, hmm. carry your ass out of there and post your job tomorrow. That's almost like that's almost like I I saw some shit happen 
at the at the building, somebody passed out. Something was supposed to, to move, mm. and the and the lady was like, "Well, can we scoot him over here so we can still do this?" And everybody's like, "Damn, bitch, this motherfucker <laughs> fell you out." Can't have a moment of silence. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, that shit is terrible. <laughs> College is a ooh, that's a whole episode in itself. Yeah, I'm talking about this. Oh, this shit is so bad. Anyway, all right, I can be talking yeah, all night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we gonna wrap this up. Uh, perfect time, and uh, uh, we we're watching this uh, Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson, and it's some shit. Um, yeah, but uh, any shots before we get out of here, uh, Lauren? You go first. Uh, shout out to you, of course, Baltimore County forever. Um, proud of you. Said it last week. I'll say it again. Um, shout out to Aline. This was fun. <laughs> I'm ready for the college episode. <laughs> shout out to you. Shout out to Laptop Chronicles. Uh, shout out to my best friend Pre. It's predestined a podcast, of course, um, on all streaming platforms. Shout out to. Mm. Shout out to my vegan page. Shit, vegans eat. S H X T underscore vegans underscore eat. Follow that, John. Um. <laughs> and uh you know what else I want to say? Shout out to this is a personal struggle. Shout out to the people who are struggling around holidays because this shit is not easy. The people who are used to being social and used to being around family, used to being around friends. This Thanksgiving was very unusual for myself included being alone. So shout out to y'all, man. Y'all, you know, y'all making it work. Shout out to everybody making it work in, with the times. And uh, shout out, shout out to all my friends. Just uh, all y'all niggas. There you go. Um, let me see. I got. Yeah, I did. I did. Wow. Damn. Already. Uh, oh man. What? Uh, what? What's going? It's got to be a low blow. He got. Uh, like he got hit. Huh? No, this isn't crack streams. This is somebody recording it. Somebody already put crack streams, but that Fed's probably going to get their ass. There's somebody uh, showing this. So I think he got hit in the back oh, of his head. Liz yeah. What? She said she bought it. How can I send you my info? I love her, bro. <laughs> Shout out to Liz too. Uh, go go ahead, Lane. Um, wow. I don't know what the fuck he got hit again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> nigga fell crazy. again. Nigga, equilibrium fucked up. Um, yo, shout shout out to to everybody this listening to the Laptop tap. Chronicles. You know, uh, you know all the all the likes, emails, um. The the new episode, shout out to um uh Masturbating with K. Um bro, that's huh? the name of the podcast. That's the name uh, of the podcast. Uh, uh, so <laughs> talking about like you know what I'm saying, I, I you know what I'm saying, so so shout out to her, shout out to Jan Draws Erotica. Um it, it's it's gonna because they're they're oh they're all a part of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, this is one podcast. No no no, they're 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 oh, on the episode. Yeah, they're on the okay. episode. Oof. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, definitely. You know, this, names on y'all. This uh, <laughs> this 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 year sucks. But shout out to everybody that has made it this far. You know, um, year year ain't over. Ooh, hit him in the back of his head, um, right behind his ear. And That's we still right. got this bullshit ass president. And in that for long, baby, drag, dragging us through the bullshit but shout out to everybody that made it this far in 2020 you know we gonna keep going but yes, that's all sir. i got man yes sir yes sir shout out to y'all 
Shout out to Cousin Al, uh, Laptop Chronicles on all podcast streaming platforms. Shout out to Lauren, Shit Vegan Zeep is the page. Shout out to Pre, it's Pre Dust in the podcast. Shout out to uh, Pod Poppy Huss, my man Huss is always on with us. Um, shout out to Big Sis Stacy, and last but not least, shout out to Norm. And here is Norm newest record. The B-side of the Boomerang-inspired EP, it is Angela. Let's go. The queen is seem to talk to you. Yeah. See you on the scene and jeans walk with you. Just a small issue. Yes, ma'am, you too official. Uh. Left hand of the best man with this pencil. Uh. Pencil on the paper when I'm thinking about the truth. Hard to fake it all these days. I be thinking about you. That's word, babe. I wonder what you think about too. In your days, I face a blunt, maybe about two. Uh. Hoping all the smoke can go to open my mind. Ain't hard to focus when you round up the sound of your vibe. With the shortcut, pull your shorts up. Can't afford stuff, but you work for it, but I'm working for us uh. No, I hold shit down. Fuck working, baby girl. You could go sit down. Making rap money. Fuck it or I flip them pounds. Never runny with it, sunny. Know the Lord and bounds. Uh. No, you got the all like I do. Fuck them other niggas. Tell them bitches that you my boo. Ride through. Hanging out the driver's side. Only take one call. Shorty know that I'm a slide. Time beside the point. Ride this joint like speed racer. On another level, we don't really need haters. Stronger than the metal. Hit the pedal. Keep skating. And that's peace to Angela. The stamina relating. What? In the city high with this camera more complected. Five foot thing, hard to say we ain't connected. Respect it. See you niggas checking on the gram, no regular the names. Some remember who I am. Ain't hard to understand in the land I come from. Ticks a dime a dozen, always find me a dumb one. See your mom was running, never loving like I done. Decide um, how you about to take it from here? Never did all the games, so let's make that clear. Fuck fame, give me money, you can sing in the air. Getting shine in the spotlight, that's you my dear. Sincere, uh, coming from the bottom of the heart fuck a problem no you got me thought i said that from the start i'll be rocking nigga rocky but i'm climbing till we on that's what i'm about true you know mine it's about time we talk about you where your goals at never hold back play the whole track know that bumping this shit you know the flow fat rolling on my purpose did you notice let you hold that slow fast uh, see your post i scroll past your face in my dreams i creep and can't show that damn can't say I ain't manning up. Ten toes down, I'm down, but still standing up. Need you back, in fact, and that's worth the Angela. And you know how in this Baltimore County forever.